get into the Word. How is that? Yeah, let's get into the Word. Now, you know I've been really sort of stuck on being born again and being a new creation in Christ. Uh, that's really big for me, and I want all of us to know what that looks like. Uh, I want us to know uh, the depths of what that means. Because although we know it um, on one level, I'm not certain that we know it in the depths that we need to know it. What it means to be a Christian, what it means to be born again, what it means to have God as your father, your own father. And so I, I want to keep doing that and sharing that and driving that home, driving that home, so that when we get into difficulties, we'll recognize whose we are, you know, who we belong to. Amen? Come on, let, let's, let's really get this down. I want you to get this down, get this down. So let's look at, I want to do a little reiterating here. Uh, I'm not going to just repeat this senselessly or uh, I don't know if you can ever repeat the Bible senselessly, but I don't want to just do it to uh, tedium. But I would like to just share again uh, from a, a little excerpt of the scripture that we were sharing uh, with you um, uh, last on Sunday. So, uh, and I want you to note uh, the, um, the contrasts here between the natural and the spiritual. It's very important that you would note that. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, if we would put those on the screen, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, he says, knowing, now firstly, knowing, knowing, this is something that you have full grasp of, knowing that you were not redeemed or ransomed with corruptible things, perishable things, like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. So what he's saying is you, you inherited something as a natural person. And he says, knowing that you were not ransomed by God with anything that is perishable. Now, when you look at that, you want to think about your natural body. Your natural body is perishable. Everything on this planet is perishable. It will wear out. You may say, well, steel is not. Yes, steel can rust away. So uh, everything is perishable. He says, you were not redeemed or ransomed with perishable things from who you were. But he changes the direction, right? With the precious, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now, as we, we want to pause here because he is, he is contrasting uh, the imperishable and the perishable. So he says, but you were ransomed or redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish or without spot. And so what he is showing us is that the blood of Jesus Christ is eternal. It is imperishable, imperishable. As a matter of fact, the blood of Christ speaks right now in heaven. It, spe it speaks right now in heaven. It's alive and functional. Amen. Amen. Now he goes on to say, Jesus, he indeed was foreordained. Listen, so he's, he's want, he wants to show you who you are now against who you were. So he's showing you who you are now in Christ uh, against who you were. And so you are not the person you used to be. And you, it doesn't matter how you feel. You say, well, I feel like it. Well, it's a lying feeling. Mel Martinez used to always say, whenever somebody would say something wrong, he'd say, lying devil. 
Are you still with me? So look, let's look at it. He, Jesus, was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Wow. Before God created the world, Jesus was foreordained but for you, but was manifested in these last times for you. He, was, he, he preexisted the earth. Who through him believe in God, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory. He gave Jesus glory, right? Uh, that, that means that he um, accented Jesus to the degree that we, kn- we know, we knew, and we know that Jesus is more special than anyone who's ever lived. That Jesus is greater than, than the earth itself because he, was, he existed before the earth. And the earth came into existence because of him. And everybody on it, those who were to believe in him, he was foreordained to be something for you. He was foreordained, but he's manifested in these last times for you. He was manifested for you. God was manifested in a body for you. You got to look at God's intentionality here. And so being born again is a big deal. It's a big thing. Now listen, so that, and he gave, he raised him from the dead, right? Jesus is the first man to be raised from the dead to die no more. He is the only man who has been resurrected to die no more at this juncture. But, but there's a great company of men coming. There's a great company of these female sons coming that will be resurrected just like him. They will have a resurrection just like him based on his resurrection. So born again is a big thing. You're not born just to be born. You're born into something. You're born because of something. So let's get that down. So look, look here. It's just so good to me. I just roll over on one side of the bed and roll over on the other, and I'm just basking in what Jesus has done for us. I mean, just enjoying it. You know, so, so now listen, what God did. God raised Jesus from the dead. And you know, nobody can raise himself. God raised him from the dead, right? And uh, gave him glory. Gave him glory. That is, glory is the only begotten son of God. The only man who's ever gotten out of the grave, never to die again. That's big stuff. Don't act like it's a, it's a Charlton Heston movie. Uh, look here. Why? So that your faith and hope are in God. So God's taken us out of this natural realm where we are proving everything and then doubting to others. But he, he wanted to make sure that your hope, your faith rather, and hope, your expectation are in God. Since you have purified your souls, since you have purified your souls by in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren. So you did it. How? You, you uh, purified your souls in obeying the truth. Through the Spirit, so you had some help. In sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. And then um, Peter goes on saying, he, he wants to continue by saying in verse 23, having been born again. Having been born again. How many of you were born again? Well, just want to see some hands. I don't want to see any, you know, looking around. Because if you're looking around, we'll give an altar call. <laughs> Straight up. Give an altar call. Okay, we've been born again. Now, listen to what he says. Having been born again, let's look at the contrast, not of corruptible or perishable seed, but incorruptible, that is imperishable, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. So the Word of God uh, that brought you forth lives, is alive. 
remains forever. So, so now, you, oh, you're seeing that. See, the first birth you had, you were brought forth by corruptible or perishable. That's why we die. That's why people die. The seed that brought you forth was perishable. But the seed that brought you uh, a born-again experience or caused you to be born again is an imperishable seed. And so, amen, imperishable seed. So God, God has something for you. This is wonderful. You know, and it reminds me of the young man who uh, was here a number of years ago before we had this big open space. We had the, the halfway house, and uh, this young man was somewhere in Texas around Houston. He had been a drug addict. He was heading some ministry up there, and he said, people always say, oh, brother, I just don't want you to go back. Don't go back into the world. Don't go back. Don't go. He said, go back to what? He said, a homelessness? Drugged out of your mind? Not knowing what to, go back to that? You know, what, so what God wants you to understand is you may have a, a moment of, of faithlessness in your journey. You may. But you're not characterized by that because your faith is an overcoming faith. Your birth is an overcoming birth. Yeah, you are born of the, the Spirit. You are born of the Word of God. So your birth is overcoming. So God built you to overcome everything that you encounter. It may seem difficult, but you are a winner. You are an overcomer. Just look back at your life, at the things you've overcome. No, you, you, you can't take full credit for it. You obeyed and God gave you the push to shove. God gave you the hand up. Come on. But God has done that by your birth. You're born again. This is a big thing to be born again. Born again. Not of perishable things, but imperishable. So God guaranteed that you and I are going to meet his goal for us by birth. By birth. Oh, wow. So, so he says, and then Paul, uh, Peter goes on to say, because all flesh is as grass. So he, he wants you to, to uh, maybe contrast, I say contrast rather than compare, but contrast your first birth and what God has done. All flesh is as grass and the, all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. So he's showing you the natural. So don't be fooled to think that the natural is where it is. All right? Don't, don't be fooled. A lot of us are fooled. We're deceived by that. We think that, okay, uh, and I don't want to pick on anybody, but, you know, like, you know, you got to do everything for right now, man. You can, be, you can live your best life right now. No, no, this isn't. I am living my best life right now, but it's not in the world sphere. I'm, 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 a, I'm a soldier of the cross. I, I've been born again. So, so I'm living the Jesus life right now, and I'm going to experience it in greater measure later on. Yeah, when I get rid of this old out of shell thing. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So God wants you to understand these things. And so, so you stop struggling all the time. Every time uh, the enemy throws a punch at you, you panic, you know. Let's don't do that. Let's walk this thing out. You know, this, is a, this is great salvation. This is amazing. I, I, you know, I like to use my little Spanish word. I've got four or five of them I like to use, you know. So. My little sobreviviente word, you know, I love that sobreviviente, you know, you know, you know, uh, survivor, sobreviviente, you know, a person who lives above what's trying to get them, a person who lives on top of what's trying to get them, a person who, uh, a sobre, he's so enveloped that what's trying to get them can't. Wow. That's what God wants you to focus on and know this. 
You're born of God. I mean, that, that guarantees your success. Born of God. Wow. 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 Uh, I love this. I love this. Now, listen when he talks about your natural. Let me read it again. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as a flower of grass, of the grass. The grass withers, uh, and the, its flower falls away. So you, so you can expect a demise of the flesh, of this, this fleshly existence. Let's see what he's going to say. But, oh, he's changing the direction. But the word of the Lord endures forever. So if you know that God's word cannot be contradicted, there's no one who can say to God, draw your hand back. You can't bless them. There's nobody can say that. No, his word abides forever. The word of the Lord endures forever, abides forever. So since this word abides forever, the one that is produced or brought into existence or a new sphere of living also abides forever. So if I am begotten by the word of God, which lives and abides forever, I am brought into living and abiding forever. Oh, wow. 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 Nothing's going to slow you down. Nothing's going to destroy you. It's not going to do that. Now, we, we don't live a life saying, I can do whatever I want to. I can sin all I want to. No, because the word of God in you causes you not to want to sin. It's a new nature, a new nature. All right? So let's look at this some more. Now he says, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And I love what Peter says. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. <laughs> the word that lives and abides forever. This is what brought you forth. Thank you, Peter. Look at Romans uh, chapter 6, verses 7 through 9, and uh, we'll just kind of walk through this if you don't mind. And I'm still in the uh, reiterating part. Okay? Now, now, I want the camera people to just kind of switch off me for a minute. And Good? Okay. Next time I'm wounded, I think I'm just going to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, just have them put some stitches in that. All right. Okay. What, how did we go? Romans 6, 7 through 9. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ. Now, listen. Verse 8. Now, if we died with Christ... We believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. So, wow. That, the same, that, that which is true of Jesus is true of you. Look, look at Revelation 1, 18. Jesus says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Evermore. Amen. So, Jesus says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And what Jesus wants you to know, that's your reality. 
That is your reality. Can we look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 40 through 45? 40 through 45. Okay, we ready? Okay, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 40 through 45. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So Paul starts out to say that there are heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one, and the glory of the earthly is another. There's one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon. You know, when you look at the sun, you see a particular glory. You look at the moon, you see another glory. And then the stars differ in glory. He wants us to know that. He says, so is the resurrection of the dead. The body, now this is the part I want you to grasp. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. Now, this is what I'm saying. Because so often we hear the word of God. We, we know there's something to it. We know that there's something spiritual. We know there's something we ought to walk out with, but we'll hear something spiritual and then walk out naturally. That's what we do. And I know I'm telling the truth. Because I've heard people talk about spiritual things while they were still doing everything as a natural man. And the natural had greater effect on them than the spiritual because somehow we have not really allowed the preaching and the teaching of the gospel and the reading of the word of gospel of the gospel to be embedded in our hearts. Totally embedded in our hearts. So it can't back out. That's where it is with me. That's where it is with you. Say it. Just confess it. That's what has happened to me. Yes. So, so, so this is why we want to do this because uh, I believe that in many regards the, the church's greatest, not just CCCF, but the worldwide, the church of the Lord's greatest days are ahead of us. And many of you are the leaders. You are the leaders. You, you may feel like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Stop that in Jesus' name. You are the leaders. I didn't just make that up. When, when Sammy, Sam came in, the, the, the Lord gave me a word for him, and I, and I it, kind of forgot it for a while. Gave me a word for him. He said, tell him, you know, that don't worry about what's going on in his life, that God's going to raise him up above his brothers to, to lead his brothers. I, I, yeah, going to be a leader of his brothers. I, I heard that in the Spirit. What am I saying? I'm saying to you that you are the leaders. Don't sit around and just do things for yourself, but, but do things. Allow God to move in your life and to, and to bring the Word of God right, uh, right in front of you, as it were, and, and cause the, the Word of God to be worked into every cell of your being, knowing, knowing that the Word of God is incorruptible, knowing that God has taken you somewhere that you might take others with you. Amen, somebody. Mm. So, so here he says, so is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It's, it's sown in a perishable state. It's raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It's raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. You see the contrast. It is sown a natural body. It's raised a spiritual body. So, so what God wants you to know is that when, when uh, this earthly existence is over and this body 
goes uh, into decay, don't worry about it because you escape it. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He wants you to understand that. And, and don't worry about the physicality of things, but know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And then he says, it's raised in power. So God is going to give you a body as it suits him. It's going to be raised in power. It, it is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. And there is a natural body. There's a spiritual body. And what Paul is saying, these what it seems to be elementary things, he is saying them to bring out a great um, spiritual reality, uh, uh, something really huge for us that we can, if we can grasp right now, we'll live victoriously in every situation. Each one of us has something difficult in our life. We, we have difficulties, but we hate difficulty. I told you about practicing suffering avoidance, right? You know, it's sort of, it, I, I probably should have used the word, or could very well have used the word, uh, suffering evasion, you know, <laughs> and then it would, it would, it would uh, correlate to Tax evasion versus tax avoidance. <laughs> See, tax avoidance is legal. Tax evasion is illegal. <laughs> and so, you know, but, but, but I think in the kingdom, uh, suffering avoidance and suffering evasion, they're both bad. You know? <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, let's look at here. He says there in verse 44b, there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written. This is the point he wants you to get. The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. That's what he wants you to know. It, first the natural, then the spiritual. First the natural, then the spiritual. You are a natural person. First the natural, then the spiritual. So when the, the spiritual is the, is, is, is the final person. Yeah, God wants you to understand that. So you and I are already living forever. The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. He gave you, a, this is eternal life, right? It's not temporary life. Can I read a couple more and then we'll be done, all right? All right. Let's look at 1 John 2, uh, verses 28 and 29. Let's look at them. And we'll look at a few of First John. By, by the way, let me just say, as I uh, draw near a close, right, draw near a close. Uh, if you will get hold of this, and, and I know many of you are, uh, you'll get a, ho a hold of this. It, it'll be a big, big thing with you. Uh, I was talking to um, uh, Sister Jadira, and she was sharing with me something that her daughter had said to her. And uh, I see her dad over there, too. And her, uh, I'd given her a word at a birthday party, pretty much like I just gave Sam. And uh, the Lord has been doing that more and more. When I was younger, he just did it so much. And I'll tell you a story about that later, why you haven't seen a lot of that in, uh, if you've been here the last 10 or 15 years. I, I'll tell you that story sometime. But uh, I gave her this word over at a birthday party, and... Uh, and when she got to school in the university, she found it exactly like the Lord spoke to her. And she looked at her mom and she said, Mom, I'll never doubt anything again that God speaks to me. Because it seemed too great for her. And it happened, it's happening just like God told her. And, and so I said to her mom, I asked, how old is she? She said, 18. I said, she learned at 18 what has been solidified to me in my 70s. Yeah. 
God spoke to me when I was about 40 or so, 41 or so. And he said, those who come after you are going to learn the things that you know a lot faster, a lot quicker. He said, they're going to have your words and they're going to have your life as a pattern. And so God wants your words to reach out to the masses and your life to speak to them as well. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Let's read, let's read uh, 1 John. This is wh- how, why I know you're going to be successful. Get a, live above your feelings. Yes. Just live above it. When you're, you know, I don't feel right. I don't feel good. The world's against me. Oh, oh please be quiet. You're bringing everything down around you. Listen what John says. 1 John 2, 28. And now, little children, abide in him like remain, stay, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. (laughs) That's simple, but so powerful. So if I'm born of him, I'm practicing righteousness, I'm born of him, that means that, that I am now eternal. I'm an eternal being. I'm successful. I'm going to be successful. The devil can't defeat me. Because if he could defeat me, that means he can defeat what brought me forth. And he cannot defeat what brought me forth. I am brought forth by the word of God. Hallelujah. 1 John 3, 9. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. And I know we, we struggle when we read that. We'll try to fix. I'm sure theologians through the years have tried to fix this and, and tried to say, well, it, it keep on, keep on saying, no, it doesn't. It says you can't. And I offer to you, and I will stand in any seminary or any pulpit around this world, and I'll say to you, there is a place in every born-again p- person where, where Jesus Christ dwells by the Holy Spirit that is perfect. Stop living your soul life. Rebuke that in Jesus' name. Walk in the victory that Jesus Christ died to give you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, let me just stop there. Yeah, let me just stop there. But, But let's do this. Let's do this. Let's agree. Let's agree to keep on understanding what it means to be born again. Let's agree with that. And don't walk out of here tonight and say, well, I know what he said, but don't do that. You'll break my heart. Let's believe every word of God. When I look back at my life and I, I, I remember how as a young person I made a bad decision at 19. I was angry with God. Don't ever get angry with God. Whoever you are, don't get angry with God. That's, that's dumb. May I just say it like it is? That's dumb. And yeah, I was a dumb 19-year-old. And I, I, I was angry with God because he didn't do something that I wanted him to do. That's foolish. Here's someone who knows everything. And you want to give him advice? <laughs> what? I know there's got to be somebody in here who, who, 
who at least was as dumb as I was. But when I remember the day I came back to the Lord, it's vivid in my memory. The first thing I thought I, I remembered was what I said when I left. And I said, you don't have to do any of that. I just wanted him to, give, to come to save me, as it were, or to just forgive me. And he did that. He did that. And he did more than what I was demanding. Yeah. Let's trust him, all right? And let's walk this salvation out. Let's walk it out. Let's be the church that Jesus died for. Let's look like it. Let's love each other. Let's care for each other. And ask God to rid us from secularism. Amen. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.